Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, getting us into God's Word and helping us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But being in God's Word every day helps keep us in touch in our relationship with God, and it helps us to develop a more and maintain a more positive and spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life every day. You know people in your life who need to turn their focus around, don't you? Need to come closer to God? Need to start thinking about their soul's salvation? Share these short studies with them every day, with everybody you can, through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody come closer to God. You may help somebody get into God's word and grow in their faith and ultimately end up in heaven. What a great blessing for them but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought, talking about being just a Christian. Have you ever thought about that, that you could be just a Christian? You might compare that to another question, why are there so many churches? Well, Denominationalism is the answer. Denominationalism means division, and denominationalism has divided Christianity in a terrible way, teaching all kinds of different doctrines, all kinds of different belief systems, all kinds of different plans of salvation, and even all kinds of different positions on whether we can trust the Bible to truly be God's word. And there would even be denominational preachers and teachers out there who would question the very resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can you believe that? And yet, now that might be on the extreme edge of denominationalism, but it's there nonetheless. Well, just a Christian. We've been trying to get across this principle of being just a Christian. Coming back to what the Bible teaches and letting the Bible be our sole authority. Just a Christian is a message truly of unity. Because Jesus prayed on the night of his betrayal. John chapter 17 verses 20 and 21. Praying to God the Father that all of his followers would be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. Now, there's no difference in belief between God the Father and God the Son. Jesus prayed for that total unity between his, uh, among all of his followers, all who had become Christians, and that that distinct and complete unity in belief and teaching and practice would be a powerful influence on the unbelieving world that Jesus truly is the Son of God and truly came as the Savior of mankind. What a great message just a Christian really is. A message of unity, a message also of pure Christianity, because it goes right back to the Bible as our sole authority for what we believe and what we teach and what we practice. Paul rebuked and instructed the congregations of the Lord's church in Galatia 
because false teachers had come in and not told them, stop believing in God or stop believing in Jesus, but they were twisting the gospel of Christ and making it into something that it was not. And so Paul says, I'm amazed that you have so soon strayed away from the gospel which you were preached or taught to a different gospel which is not another. And there's the key statement from the Apostle Paul. Not just that he was amazed that they had been led, you know, led astray so quickly, but that whenever you change the gospel, it is no longer the gospel. And the same can be said from a broader perspective. Once you change God's word, it's no longer God's word. It's your word. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. Well, just a Christian is also a message of simplicity. In fact, the simpler, the better. We cannot improve upon God's simple plan for our redemption and salvation, but mankind keeps trying. They keep trying to change it, to modify it, to fit the times, the thinking of the day. That's no longer God's plan for our redemption and salvation then. It's a plan that mankind comes up with. And that's denominationalism again. We don't become more spiritual by making the gospel of Christ, the message of, from God's word about Christianity, we don't become more spiritual by making it more complicated than he made it. And we cannot do better than being just a Christian. We also don't make it, we don't become more spiritual by trying to conform God's word which communicates his will to the wishes and mindset of the culture of the day. To become just a Christian, we must come to Christ in the way that he instructed in God's word. He invites all people everywhere to come to him for forgiveness and salvation and eternal life. Jesus said in Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. When we become a Christian, we must dedicate ourselves to live faithfully by his teachings. Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, at the end of that verse, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. You see, Christianity and faithfulness to God through Christ, it's not a, 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 it's not a sprint, and it's not a here and there proposition. It's a marathon. It's a lifestyle. We should dedicate ourselves to be Christians only, members of the church of the Bible only, nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. We should speak where the Bible speaks, and stay silent where the Bible is silent. We should do Bible things in Bible ways and call ourselves by Bible names, not denominational names. The Bible is our only authority in matters of faith, and we need to conform our lives to its teachings. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. That, it is, that is, it is God's very word. 
and is profitable for doctrine, that is for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Well, someone might ask, should we be Catholic or Protestant or Jew? Neither. You don't have to wear any denominational name. New Testament, the New Testament refers to disciples or followers of Jesus by the simple, straightforward name Christians. Christians. Also called disciples, but Christians. When Barnabas went and found Saul of Tarsus, as he was known at that time, brought him to the church at Antioch to work with the congregation there and with Barnabas. The text reads, when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples, that is the followers of Christ, were first called Christians in Antioch. Acts 11 and verse 26. Now, we might get the impression that when Many years later, when Paul, now the Apostle Paul, divinely appointed by the Lord himself, stood before King Agrippa at a hearing that, well, would determine to some extent whether he would be released from Roman custody or sent to Rome to stand trial before Caesar. He taught the gospel at that hearing. That's basically what his defense was. He taught the gospel of Christ. And then King Agrippa responded, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. Now, the scholars debate over exactly how we're to understand Agrippa's statement there. Was he saying genuinely, you know, you almost got me, Paul. You almost persuaded me to become a Christian like you. Or was he rather speaking sarcastically in saying, yeah, you almost got me to become a Christian. Another translation is, in a short time, you would fain make me a Christian. Well, it could be that in the early years of this term, which literally means Christ ones, Christians, Christ ones, that it was used by enemies of the church as a term of derision. Oh, but at least by the second century and onward, it was embraced as an identity of honor by the followers of Christ, by Christians. The apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 16, if you suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed but let him glorify God in this matter. Yes, we should wear the name of Christ thankfully and proudly. Thankfully and proudly. Because it identifies us simply. It is a message of simplicity. And straightforwardly as a true follower of Christ. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, thank you for sending your Son to bring the gospel message of salvation and eternal life 
to mankind, to us here below, so that we could become just Christians. Help us, Father, to recognize the depth of that meaning, just Christians, and to embrace it, Father, for our lives from here until we meet our Lord and Savior again at the final day of judgment. Praise be to you, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.